J-Rock, if you was a rapper, what would your name be? Well, uh, I, I'm, uh, this is a fun fact. Uh, from uh, 1999 to 2000, I went by the name of Raw Dog. <laughs> That's a fun fact, huh? Yeah, and then I went fact. to church camp, and one of the uh, members of church camp, uh, he said, I'm going to start calling you J-Rock because you are a Rockefeller stand." And so I stopped going by Raw Dog and uh, went by J-Rock. Now, did he know that because you had on Rockefeller jeans? No, I just, uh, when we went to church camp, uh, all of the CDs I had were Rockefeller CDs. Uh, See, st- now that's interesting because I recall you were used to be called Big Drink, but maybe I'm just remembering it wrong. No, no uh, Big Drink uh, came uh, maybe 15 years later when I was uh, at ESPN those days. But I don't go by that anymore. Sorry, sir. That that is my past that I do not like to bring up, sir. Your time. <laughs> that's is why. Off. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and get it started. And welcome into the barbershop nine one eight. Yepping in with your man, Big Drew. Big Drew. J Rock. Merry Christmas. Pow pow. All my life, I had to fight. And the one and only Raw Dog. All right. All right. All right. My testicles. Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Once again, it's the Penitentiary 2 episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, man, you threw me off with that too, sweet. Um, okay. All right. Coming up, man, we got the word on the street. That's when we talk about TV, uh, movie, music. And sometimes we just have to talk about what is trending and what's going on on the internet. All right. Also, coming up here in a little bit, we're going to give you NFL and NBA news. The Dallas Cowboys are going to be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's going to be basically winner takes all. So we got to talk about that. Jay is going to give us a preview. Um, we also going to talk a little bit about uh, the Thunder. A lot of things going on. This is a team that is so fun to watch. I never yes. thought we would be so happy with no expectations. I feel like every franchise should do this. Give their fans a few years of zero expectations and just have fun and love your team, all right? Um, and we got a hood topic. We're going to talk about the best of what went on in 2019. I thought we was going to talk about the best of what went on this decade, but we're just going to keep it 2019, all right? So we got a lot of good stuff coming your way. Matter of fact, right now, this is the best of what we have to offer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the world-class Word on the Street theme. Raw Dog, give it to him. Word on the Street. It's a sweet one. Yeah. yeah. Straight yeah. to the point. Boy, it's like... I had, I, had to get, I had to get real dramatic on that one because, you know, it's the end of 2000. Yeah. I mean, end of a decade. Yes. You are a dramatic... Like I, I felt you. Like I thought it was like it was like watching Love Jones and uh, Peyton Full all in one. Like the the drama. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's not a compliment. Just call me Motown. <laughs> all right, man. J Rock, what you got with the music news? Uh, for the music news for this week, uh, we got uh, two albums from Juice World that have entered the top ten. Uh, his uh, second album, Death Race for Love. It jumped 78 spots to number 10 on this week's charts. Uh, coming in at number six is his debut album, Goodbyes and Good Riddings, which jumped 65 spots from number 71 and number six on the uh, charts. Uh, coming in at number five is Triple X Tenacion, another young rapper who passed away last year. His de- uh, his album, new album debut at number five, Bad Vibes Forever. Uh, Post Malone, Hollywood Bleeding, uh, dropped two spots to number four with uh, Hollywood Bleeding. And the number one album in America right now is Roddy Rich. Please excuse me for being anti-social. It is the number one album in America. He's a young artist from California. Uh, he got a lot. He's, he got nominated for a Grammy with Nipsey, the late great Nipsey Hussle with Racks in the Middle for this year, That one of the hottest songs of this year. But he has the number one album in America right now. And that's my music news for the week. 
Raw Dog, what do we have for movies? Hey, real quick, J Rock, is this is this new kid? Is he better than Corrupt? Roddy Rich, uh, he's he's more of a you know he raps and he sings, so you know I won't say that he's better than Corrupt. You know he he has a a bright future ahead of him, so I'm not gonna rank him ahead of Corrupt, E40, or Ray J right now. Okay. Hey, them Ray J headphones is doing good. During y'all see all the advertisements, people gonna be getting them for Christmas. And, and the scooter bikes by. as well. You know, Ray J is the man. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. Hater in the Just house. Stop saying that, man. Just stop saying that. Let's let's get to the box office chumps before you start hating again, sir. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at number five. Uh, with 4.2 million is a horror movie called Black Christmas, the remake of a slasher movie from back in the 80s. It made number five. That's good for a horror movie. You said, uh, what kind of movie? Black Christmas. It's a no. horror movie. Okay, the way you were saying horror was throwing me off. It, never mind. Oh, you don't like the way I say horror? No, it's not like you said horror movie. That's why I was just curious. A, a, a horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't watch those kind of films. Anyway, okay. <laughs> at uh, number four, Pastor Wilson over here. You know. <laughs> at four point six million is a movie called Richard Jewell. Y'all heard about this one, right? Right. You told us about it. Yeah. Uh, Steve, that's that's how I know you heard of it. Penny uh, Swift directed it, uh, and people expected more. They only made four point six, but they consider it a flop, which is unfortunate. At number three is uh, at with nine point one million is Knives Out. That's that uh that Who Done It flick. A ton of people are still going to see. Don't know why. At number two, which I thought it was going to be number one, but it's a number two. It's Frozen Two, made nineteen million last this past weekend. So of course, at number one, Jumanji: The Next Level made fifty nine million. Props to Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson, man. Well, you, doing a now you know what we came here for, sir. Where's, <laughs> where's Queen and Slim? And oh, at, Queen and Slim is at number seven. Okay, it made three point five million. Um, on the other side of the uh, of, of the spectrum on that is Black and Blue. Uh, it's at number forty. It made forty thousand. So. All right, that's a fifty thousand drop off. Any any Tyler Perry movies in the top one hundred? So they made somebody's salary. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Somebody who's a manager at Quick Trip made just about as much money as Black and Blue. <laughs> Prop. Yep, that's true. All right, <laughs> what you got? <laughs> what you got coming out this week, man? All right, so check this out, man. Uh, it begins and ends with Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Now, I ain't going to lie. I was really, really disappointed in the last Star Wars movie to the point that I'm probably not going to rush out and see this one. But this one looks pretty good. But I don't press it down. Star Wars has let me down one too many times. So that's going to be the number one movie next week. Now, if you just, if you got questionable taste, then you go check out Ken. Check out what? I don't know who cats. Oh, yeah. Ugh. First of all, that movie is creepy. That is a creepy movie. It looks very it's creepy. It's a creepy movie. I mean, props to Idris Elba and all of them, but dude, it's just it's throwing me off. <laughs> I mean, I, me off. if I if I came out my house and I saw a grown person walking down, I would fight him. Like I would feel threatened and intimidated by that. Like the, that is such a creepy I would costume. Be, I'll be calling nine one one. I'm like, uh, yeah. He has a gun. I mean, I know he don't, but I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do what, what certain folks do. I'm gonna do yeah. what colonizers do. Yeah, yeah. Make it worse. They out here having fun, having a picnic. Just <laughs> bring your guns. Yeah. Hey, real quick, man. I want to go back to Star Wars, and I meant to ask y'all this last few shows. Did you see where Billy D. Williams got confused about what it meant to be like gender fluid? And yeah, he was real confused. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he was definitely being an old guy. And so when I, my wife read the report to me, I said, "No, nah, that ain't true." And she was like, "No, nah, you just you just don't want to give it up that this old man is so idle." And I'm like, "No, 
It's not true. He's confused. It's clear he's confused. And then like three days later, he came out like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> he he, really... thought, he, he thought Judas Wood was a was, was a beverage. Yeah. This, this but this is how, what how does Billy D again? Yeah, <laughs> he he about eighty five or something, dude. Yeah, she was reading. It, he was like, and, and you know, like she's reading the article to me. She's like, yeah, he's saying right here that he's always been a sensitive man and that he's always identified with his feminine side. I said that doesn't mean what that means. I don't. I think he's trying to stay woke. I think some like young person is telling him to say certain stuff, and he need an old school person. That's what happened. Like Morgan Freeman called him up and was like, "What the heck, Billy?" and explained to him, and he had to turn around. But I just wanted Billy, to point you it. can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was a good Morgan Freeman or not. It was. Yeah. I mean, you went Shawshank, but when you do when you're doing a show that's for ethnic people, you don't go Shawshank. You go <laughs> lean on me. In some way, you say you're smoking crack, like you say something. You smoke crack, don't you? Yeah. You smoke crack, don't you? Yeah, you got it. You can only do Joe Clark. And that's the only one that's acceptable of Morgan. You used to call me Crazy Joe? Now they can call me Batman. Yeah. All right, man. You got anything else coming out this week? No. No. <laughs> All right. Well, hey. Slow so, week. Yeah, slow week. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yo, I don't have the somebody looked this up for me because I'm very unprofessional right now because this is my section, I should know about it. But is this not the big Eddie Murphy on SNL? Yes, yes, yes. 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 So, yes. Wait. so if you're gonna watch anything on television, this is something to look forward to. Like, you gotta watch Man, Eddie Murphy. Can you imagine the pressure that are on the writers for this weekend? Yeah, because they don't want to be the ones that made Eddie Murphy not funny. Yeah, and I think you know. I'll put to you like this: It's bigger than when Chappelle, just because, like it was a big deal when Chappelle was on there. But this is much bigger because of his history. Right. And so the best thing, yeah, yes. the best thing they can do is just. I hope they just be themselves, write the way they nor, write the way that they normally write. And go ahead and just like do their thing. You know what I'm saying? They, and, need, to let, they need to let Eddie be Eddie. That's yeah. basically what they need to do. Eddie, like, Eddie, what do you want to do? Right. And they need to go back and do at least, if he wants to, I feel like they need to go back and do three old characters. He wants to. He wants yeah. to do Mr. Robinson. He wants to do Gumby. He wants to do Felvin Jones. Yeah. I think you go back and you do those three characters, or even if you go ahead and make, and like, you can't go wrong if you let him make fun of some of his other characters. So you bring in Prince Hakeem or uh, Hakeem, or you do, um, you know, like uh, any one of his characters. I was going to say Metro for some reason, but that, I don't know what the character's name was on Metro. But, like, you know, so I say you 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 do something real simple. You get in and out. Like, don't overthink this one because we've been looking forward to this one for a while, uh, SNL fans. So, oh, yeah. Um, that's a big deal this week, man. Make sure you, you check that one out. Also, uh, school's about to be out. You're looking for something to binge with your kids. Lost in Space, new season is out, as well as the new season of The Runaways is out. Also, now this one ain't for the kids, on December 27th, because we ain't going to talk to you before then, Kevin Hart, don't blank this up. I'm going to put don't mess this up so you get the, you know. Um, it's coming out. That's a documentary kind of covering what his life has been six-part documentary uh, covering what his life has been like over the past year. So you get a chance to see like the accident, the rehab, all the other things that had kind of gone in with his journey. So those are some of my suggestions on television, man. And also we got to talk about the Watchmen. Now, J-Rock, I know you ain't going to be involved in on this one because you said you ain't, you ain't going to watch it. But we- Go get something to drink real quick, J-Rock, while we talk about this. But I already got my drink. Yeah, I would say you know he already got a quick trip cup. I oh, can hear sorry. it. Nice. Drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I think uh so sitting there listening to I mean watching the the final episode, right? So let let's take it back to the beginning. The first few episodes, we we've done this, we've told you about three different episodes, watch the watchmen. We haven't given many details. I love the fact that everything was explained full circle. So like if you are diving, if you haven't watched the Watchmen, 
and you don't want to have a spoiler, like go ahead and just fast forward or whatever, right? But I love the fact that the squids was perfectly explained and then used later on down the line. I love the grandpa's presence. Like everything about this was beautiful. But that ending is it left it open to where I'm actually satisfied if they don't do another show. Like I'm satisfied just using my imagination wondering, does she have his powers? You know what I'm saying? Like, And I think that's what the creators were trying to do because I think their initial goal was just to make this a miniseries and just do one and, and wrap it up. But uh, the way they ended it was 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 very satisfying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you said, if, if we don't get another se- season, then we can end it at that. It's almost like they told the story backwards. Yeah. They gave you all the details without knowing context, and then they, they wrapped it all up in this final episode. Yeah. And this, this episode um, – is a good, you know, here's the thing. The only thing, you know, one of the things, and this is kind of like a side note, not details of the show, but I am always torn on, like, I don't let my 12-year-old watch The Watchmen with us, though. Like, it's... Or you can't. It's, it's, it's pretty deep, yeah. you know? And it's, it's, it's pretty a, adult. It's a lot of, and it's it's a lot of male penis in this show, too. Like... Quite a bit. Yeah. And More than I'm comfortable with. It was. It was a scene I was like, man, come on, man. Like, I understand he's painted blue, but this is still man junk. But... <laughs> <laughs> the show talk. yeah so uh but the show is pretty much man like for me regina king turned in a performance that's great i feel like even like i feel like it's one of those shows where i don't I'm, i can't give a lot of spoiler alerts because we would sit here and have to talk and review this show Literally, like we would be reviewing the show for an hour. Like I can't think of a quick conversation to even have with you about the Watchmen. It was just that good. Um, let me ask you this one. I do I have thought of one question. The ending, like as far as the whole thing with uh, Doctor Manhattan, uh, uh, Adrian, like the whole, like how he got off the the planet or off the moon and he was on and everything. Are you satisfied with the big grand ending and how everything ended? Um, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the fact that uh, Lady True was his daughter, yeah, and the reason why he, because he, because he's basically the, a villain, yeah. But his own narcissism was so was so high that he wanted to make sure she failed because she said she was smarter than him. So he saved the world basically because. He didn't. <laughs> he wanted to prove he was smarter than his daughter. Yeah, and how she became his daughter—that scene was a little bit much too. Another one of the reasons why you don't <laughs> you don't let the twelve-year-old watch. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, so it, it's a it's a good show, man. Like all in all, and and I think, and we talked about this a lot over the last few weeks. It's still just beautiful from beginning to the end. This show was just straight Tulsa. Like it was, it was the nine one eight through and through, and it's like, yeah, sure they shot it in Georgia, yeah, that's fine, but but yet and still, it's like the to continue to represent Tulsa. I feel like it would be cheat to me. It might feel to some people cheesy and inappropriate, but if we had to wait a whole year and they didn't come back with this until twenty twenty one, um, I wouldn't even mind. You know what I'm saying? Like I. If they waited for to bring, because that would bring even more attention to the race massacre, and it's so much news and so many other things going on around it. I just love the nine one eight getting so much attention, and they're tying, and, and it's not me just being corny tying it together. Like the CBS News report, um, a few other news reports, they're mentioning like, and the Watchmen has recently highlighted it. So everybody's tying together this public interest for Tulsa. And the race massacre in 1921, there it's all coming in be due to the success of this HBO show. So, um, if nothing else, just supporting the 918. I'm excited about that, man. You know, if nothing Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, man. So, moving on, um, real quick, man, I want to introduce a little something different to the word on the street. We always talk about music, news, television, and we did a good job this week of doing that, man. But this, I also want to add in something I saw that was trending earlier in the week um, about 
black famous. And it's just this whole notion that there's a handful of people that are only famous to black people and white people don't know who they are. So Frankie Beverly was on the top of this man's list. Um, like that he, makes a lot of sense right there. Yeah. Yeah. So who real quick, fellas, who do you, who are some people that you think are black famous? Like my favorite. Powell. Who? Yes, baby, it's you. Yes, hold on, hold on. Delroy Lindo, Lindy. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, Leon. Yes. Yeah. Anita Baker. Yeah. Freddie Jackson. Yeah. Oh, Freddie. Yeah, Freddie Jackson. <laughs> They have no clue who Freddie Jackson is. If you play Rock. <laughs> so let me let me throw y'all a curveball on this one. Let me throw you a curveball. Name a white person who is only black famous. Bobby Cotton. Tina Marie. Ooh, that's a good one. And you said Bobby uh, Caldwell? I think, yeah. uh, Gary, uh Gary Owens, the comedian. Gary Owens. Yeah, yeah. Gary Owens. Yep. yep. Or as black people say, Gary Owens. We put an S. Gary Owens. Owens. <laughs> Man, yeah. So, if you had, if you, yeah, I think that pretty much breaks it down for us. Man, I can't think of, I mean, I looked at one list. They had Lisa Ray as number one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and at first I was like, who? And then my wife was like, Diamond Fool. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> diamond. You're going to be having diamond. Right, right. So, yeah, I think that's it, man. Like, when you go down, it's uh, Leon to me. Oh, Leon. Oh, my God. Yeah, Leon was He's like. like Little Richard and uh, uh, David Ruffin. Now, you know who was headed down the path of being black famous, but then Black Panther happened? Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> he, yeah, was, he was he was about to be the next Leon, and then Black Panther yeah. happened. Like every every black pioneer, he was playing it. Yep. He played Thurgood Marshall, a light-skinned man. And I was just like, what? <laughs> that was kind of hard. That was kind of hard. Right. Let me ask y'all a twist on this, right? Who's white famous and we don't know, like you don't really know who it is, but you've heard the name. Kristen Stewart. Who? Yeah, see? You said who? Yeah, I need that. Kristen Stewart was in those uh Twilight movies. Oh. Never yeah. heard see? of her. But she's famous. <laughs> I suspect that a lot of black people don't know the cast of friends. None of them. Oh, I can't say that in my household. I mean, we know the show, but are they really famous in the black community? Like, do we know? Nope. Like, can you think of, like, maybe Jennifer Aniston, but. Yeah. Like, I think the black folks don't really, aren't really in a Jerry Seinfeld. Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of hit or miss. Yeah. Because I think we know who he is. Yeah. I think we know who he is, but I, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to hear people, like, repeating his jokes hey, or something. I tell you what. Ask a group of black people, all the actors that play Batman, they won't know who the heck. No. They will they couldn't tell you one. No. I, I literally had I was playing a game with a group of friends uh yesterday and that you know the little game where you, you gotta guess what's on what you show you got the phone up to your forehead and they gotta get yeah. you to guess what it is. Yeah, I was talking about the flip game, flip game. The flip game. Yeah. So Batman is is one of them, and they're naming off all these people, and they're like Ben Affleck, Kristen Bell. I'm like, I, I was like, white guys, and they were like, no, they these these are white guys. Val Kilmer, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Adam West, yeah, now George Michaels, George Michael, the Sports Machine, or Wham, Wham, that was the underground Batman. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> he only appeared when things happened in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, too soon, too soon, too soon. You gotta be so old to get that faith, joke. You know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go ahead and move on, man. It's time for us to get into a little bit of sports because we do talk sports on this show. Um, let's kick it off with a little bit of NFL talk, man. 
And let's go. I don't see. want to. You don't want to? Uh, Not really. All right. So you said you don't <laughs> care what the Bears do for the rest of the season because they say that. beat the Cowboys. Now, yeah. for the sake of this show, do you care if the Kansas City Chiefs run, like completely run, the uh, the Cowboys? I mean, uh, the uh, the Bears. The Bears. Yeah. I mean, I, I would care, man, because I don't want to see my team getting abused. You know what I mean? Right. You know, watching the Bears get abused like watching what's love got to do with it. Yeah. Kind of. I don't want to see that. Uh, who, who, who wants to see Ike Turner beating up and and assaulting Tina Turner in the studio? Who wants to see that? Well, they made a movie, so it must be a market for it. But I I don't know, man. Like th- as far as this game is concerned, how do you feel it's gonna turn out? Man, I, I'm uh, I if if the Bears can make it uh, you know, competitive, I'd be okay with that. You know, just don't get blown out. Make it competitive, man. Make give me a reason to cheer a couple of times during the game. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I hate that we lost to the Packers. I mean, that's that's bad. But you know, at least Sweet. we we put up a fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I as a Kansas City fan, I see it as a complete trap game. I do. I I just don't see the Chiefs playing on the competitive level that they should play. And I just I, I I have fear about this particular game, but uh, hopefully we do pull it out because I feel like it. There's a chance that the Bills can beat. Um, I really do feel like the you know like there's a chance that New England could drop a game or two, and I feel like we need well, to. This be, is in Chicago, right? Yeah, I believe it's in Chicago. Yeah. Well, it's the Chiefs though. They're used to bad weather. Yeah, I would say that it was snowing last week in Kansas City like crazy. Now we picked up Terrell Suggs off of waivers, which I think was just a petty move to keep him away from motivating uh, and being a veteran presence in Baltimore because he said he only wanted to reunite with Baltimore. And then Andy Reid was like, you sure? And he was like, yeah. You know, I mean, you can't turn that down because it's a trending team. Like, their defense is trending uh, well. So I'm glad. It's a decent pickup. I didn't think it was really going to happen. It would be interesting to see how he contributes with his, you know, because his veteran leadership at the right time. I wish we could have gotten him in, in the mix a little bit sooner, but at least we get some regular season reps with him. So um, that would be interesting to see how that whole thing, play, you know, how that the Terrell Suggs thing uh, plays out. So, but y'all, ain't, y'all don't really need to hear or want to hear anything about the Kansas City Chiefs or, you know, what we're doing or, or what the Bears are doing. Everybody came here to hear J-Rock give his breakdown as to who's going to win the trash bowl. So J Rock, <laughs> this is the waste the waste management trash bowl. So what? <laughs> the burning heat bowl. Yeah, the Matt, the Matt Castle bowl. Yep. <laughs> is it Castle or Cassell? It's it's Castle. It always been. Oh okay. Matt 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 Cassell. <laughs> <laughs> He's still called him Matt Cassell. <laughs> I've been I've been wrestling with that but, man's name for four years, dude. Unnecessarily, too. Yeah, I know. All right, what what we got, man? Like, what what's up? Uh, what you got, J Rock? Who's gonna win this game, man? Uh, obviously, uh, the Cowboys. They're undefeated in the division. They haven't lost a game in the division in the last two years. Uh, they're facing off against the Eagles team, who is battered and beaten right now. Uh, the Eagles are without their top two receivers right now. Nelson Aguilar. And Alshon Jeffrey has been put on IR. There are now uh, the Eagles are they're fighting. You know, the last two games they 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 struggled with the two and ten Jets, and they struck. I mean, with the Giants, and they uh, had to beat the Washington Redskins on a late touchdown by Greg Ward Jr. Uh, the Cowboys, obviously, after the beat they took from the Bears, they had ten days off. Uh, they they went into the game against the Rams. They were not favored. And they dominated the Rams from start to finish. And the thing is, somebody said on uh, ESPN, they said, this is what frustrates me with the Cowboys is, is they go out and have a great performance like this against the Rams. But then the next week they'll play the Jets and put up a piss poor performance. But I think the Cowboys, they have the Eagles number. They have, they dominated them in that first game they played this season. Uh, Cowboys are healthy, right? The healthiest they've been right now as far as on the offensive side. 
defensive side, they're short at the linebacker uh, position, but they signed Malcolm Smith, who won the 2014 Super Bowl MVP with the Seahawks. He's joining that team along with Michael Bennett. They were part of uh, Chris Richard's uh, defense back with C- the Seahawks. So it's going to be a great game on Sunday. I think the Cowboys will pull it out 38-28. They'll clinch the NFC East, and they'll be hosting uh, a wild-card playoff game in two weeks. All right. Well, to me, uh, my opinion don't really matter, but I think the sad thing is it really don't matter who wins. Either team doesn't deserve to go to the playoffs. Hey, <laughs> do you do you feel okay as a fan knowing that your team don't really deserve to be there? Are you going to still celebrate? Say this just like everybody else. The, the thing is the talent is there. It's just that week to week you don't know which team you're going to get. Like I said, they started hot. They went through the little funk. Then they won again, and then they lost three straight after they lost to the uh, the Bears. And so, you know, it's like, which team are you going to get? Is this team going to be hot going into the playoffs, or are they going to lose to the Eagles and then hope that the Eagles lose to the Giants in the last week and then they beat the Redskins? So this is pretty much – this is their playoff game right here because if they lose, then the Eagles have the upper hand going into week 17. But the Cowboys win, then they have clinched the division and they can rest their starters – and prepare for their wild card game against either the 49ers or against the Seahawks. All right. So, um, that's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. Let's go ahead and uh, you got anybody got anything else to say about the NFL and what's going on around the NFL? Uh, Yo, Cooper Antonio, uh, Antonio Brown, man. Uh, he said he's not messing with white women in 2020. That's not NFL related. He's not even <laughs> in NFL right now. So, there's no hey. point of even talking about Antonio Brown right now. That absolutely is NFL related. Um and <laughs> thank you well, for bringing that. I don't believe him. I don't believe him at all. I, I don't believe he's giving up white women. Uh, I believe that's uh what's it uh hyperbole? Is that what he's doing? Hyperbole? Uh there you go with those scrabble words again. <laughs> <laughs> you think you better than us? Them words it just makes man. <laughs> hey man, if I don't if I if I remember correctly, I think I, I wore you out a couple of times on words with friends. You got lucky. You got lucky. <laughs> I mean, you ain't like, like with skill. <laughs> you just got lucky. Kyle's went your way. Okay. I let you have that. Thank you. You're, you're gracious. It's just mighty, mighty black of you, man. Thank you so much, brother. <laughs> well, you know. All right, so it's time for us to go ahead right now and shift into something else. We've talked about NFL, and now we're going to go ahead and get into the best of 2019. What's the best thing that happened to you in 2019? Now, on the Barbershop 918, we love our, our, you know, all of our, we used to call them heads, um, but we love all y'all, man. So we get personal, and we talk about, you know, what's real to us. We talk about what, you know, and sometimes the best of what happened to us could have been something from pop culture. So we're going to talk a little bit about what, the highlights for the fellas at the barbershop 918 has been in 2019. I think there's an obvious one. So we're going to go ahead and start with J rock. What you got, man? Uh, I would I say, you know, my 2019 start off rough. You know, I lost my father on January 1st at one Oh four AM in the morning. So that was news that I didn't expect to start my 2019 off, but, you know, after, you know, his passing and everything, and it just, it made me depend more on my faith and lean on people where I'm the one that's always lean, uh, having people lean on them. I leaned on my family a little bit more. I leaned a little bit more on my, my older brothers, you know, to step in when, you know, I was having issues and didn't have anyone to talk to. I was, they were listening ears and they were helpful in just my journey throughout this year. Uh, a lot of firsts this year, uh, me and my wife, we purchased a home. Uh, I always, you know, with the relationship me and my wife have, we come from two different backgrounds. And so just going through the process of, you know, finding the house and everything and just taking care of, you know, getting your finances right to get a home, you know, that just made it, it just the information that I, I learned from my wife and just from the, the people who, the homeowners, and everything it just it just helped me out and it was, I was able to spread that on to my students and obviously the 
biggest moment of this year was the birth of my first child, Jackson Maurice Wallace, who came into the earth on August 2nd, 2019 at 1244 a.m. And, you know, just him just being, seeing him every day and seeing that he was created and, you know, he looks just like me and just seeing him grow over the last four months that he's been on this earth and just see, just waking up and seeing his smile every morning, dropping him off at school and just having those conversations with him about everything. It's just a, it's just a beautiful thing. 2019, it was, it was an excellent year for myself and my family. And I hope that 2020, the blessings that I received in 2019, they continue to go over to 2020 and just continue just to make me a better man, make me a better husband, a better father, better friend, better brother, brother, better uncle, just a better overall person. So that's what I look forward to uh, for 2020. Yeah, that's good, man. I only asked you what was the best in 19 was. So I'm editing out that uh, 2020 thing. Oh, my bad. My <laughs> bad. Script, bro. People don't be following instructions. Right. Hey. What what you uh what I'll go ahead and go next then. Um I think for me, man, my, my oldest child last name change and that was such a big thing. Like she's she her last name is Ordonez and it's like it's still crazy like to see that. Like when she calls or you know, like seeing like her sign something, it's like, Oh my god, like she's still a baby to me. But she's a married woman now and like seeing her apartment and seeing her like live this this life separate it's just like and I'm super proud like seeing my son-in-law like hustling hard and working and going to school and she's going to school and working and the really cool thing I appreciate about them although I would have their back if they ask they don't never ask me for money and so that 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 part I really really am proud of them for but it's just that was one of the biggest highlights to me uh, of this year, period, like on a personal level, going into this space of being like. Of just being more to like being just the, the role switching with my children, my, my oldest son walking into college was such a big deal, like he's up at the University of Washington and, you know, like he he's always blown me away as a leader um, but like those two oldest kids just transitioning when they transition out, I've transitioned into a new space as a parent and I'm looking forward to doing it again. I'm gonna do a J rock here in 2020, uh, when my daughter, uh, my next daughter goes into the next phase and, you know, and then my, my youngest son is just growing up. Um, one of my best highlights of one of my favorite things on a professional level is just really pursuing like this year, I got a chance to just see so many different parts of the country uh, traveling around making podcasts and um, and and working on my documentary Uncaged and it's just like yo I could I just remember like every time I look back on Facebook or Instagram and I look back at those days when I was like filling potholes and I remember when I was doing radio for this little AM station and me and like two other DJs kind of was able to get going and I remember us like splitting money <laughs> you know like you know we get paid and it was like, all right, man, you know, you go ahead and pay your bills. And then as soon as this come in, I'm going to cover that, you know, like, and now just being in a position where it's just life is totally different. It's just a blessing. And 2019 is one of those years where I've just really realized that God is blessing. And I'm, I'm actually just really excited. And, um, and yeah, and then running the church too. So it's been a, um, pretty productive year in 2019, like as far as that, you know, that's concerned. So, um, I think I gained like 20 pounds this year too. So that there you have it. So what you got, uh, Raw Dog? Well, I'm going to keep it short and sweet, man. Um, find out I'm going to be a grandfather, which is huge. You know, um, it definitely makes, it definitely humbles you. Because you're like, wow, I, I, I'm, I'm in that space now. You know, now my oldest is about to be a parent himself. <clears throat> And that puts me and my wife in grandparent mode. Um, so now I'm going to be big popper come March 2020. It's probably the biggest thing that happened this year. Um, even though I got to admit, when I first found out about it, I wasn't really, really happy about it because of how how my son told me. But that's a whole other thing. I am <laughs> glad that you know my little granddaughter is coming. So 
Uh, that's probably the biggest thing that's coming out of 2019, other than the fact that, you know, uh, when me and my wife celebrated 27 years of marriage, which is, uh, it's not the norm. <laughs> it's definitely the exception. Uh, 27 years, that's, that's a long time to be with somebody. And I'm not even counting when we met. You know, we met in 1987. It's 2019. That's just crazy. Right. And um, and I'm still crazy about her after all this time. She's still sexy, staying walking to me. So, yeah, that's it, man. 2019 was a good year. Looking forward to the next year, bro. This was this was a good decade, to be honest with you. Yeah. It was a decent decade. A lot of a lot of ups and a lot of downs, mostly ups, but it's it's ending on a high note. So let me ask y'all this about 2019. What was y'all favorite? Just real quick. Just name some stuff. What was some of y'all favorite sports moments of this year? The death of the dynasty from uh, the Golden Girls. Because they got injured. Or no, just... the the dynasty. It's over. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I wish I could celebrate it if they could have got just beat off of being healthy. That's the thing I wish. Like I wanted to see that their dynasty fall apart just off of just like just straight up like ah oh, we figured out the formula. They're always gonna pretend. You know that they got named the the team of the decade by some thing. Uh, I don't know what organization or what group put it out, but they put uh, the Golden State Warriors out as the team of the decade. Do y'all agree? And I know I'm all over the place with this one, but do y'all agree that the Golden State Warriors is the team of the decade? Think about that. Yeah, they they won uh what four titles? Did they win four or did they only win three? Let's see, they beat Cleveland. Uh, and maybe, uh, what did they win? Fourteen? No, they won fifteen, seventeen, eight. They won three titles. Right. Uh, I mean, do you want to give it to the New England Patriots? How many did the Miami Heat win back at the beginning of the decade? They just they won two. Just two. The Miami Heat won two. They won. They lost two and won two. No, I don't want to give it to the Patriots, but to be honest with you. Oh, Jesus, it's close. Uh, you know, I, I can't, I got to say, I hate both of those teams equally. Um, yeah, I can't. What about you, Raw Dog? You think, what do you think? Golden State Warriors team in the decade? Yeah, they are, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, I, I will say the best moment for me, as far as sports is concerned, is the Raptors winning the NBA title. Right. Just uh, very almost Detroit Piston-like uh, effort that they put because they they they've been they was so good all year without Kawhi Leonard and Kawhi just kind of put them over the top and the way they won it yeah Golden State had their problems with injuries but every team has problems with injuries it was just their time you know what I mean so uh, much props to the Raptors to win their title they probably won't win it this year but. That just was a special team. You know what I mean? Uh, that, that's my favorite uh, sporting moment. Yeah. Also, also Clemson uh, becoming the new kings of uh, college football when they beat Alabama. They beat the brakes off of Alabama uh, at the beginning of the year. And, like, now they've pretty much kicked Saban and Alabama out of that spot as the, you know, the new, new dogs of college football. And they're more than likely they're going to be favorite to win the national championship, you know, in this college football playoff with the uh, four teams. They're playing Ohio State. I think they'll beat Ohio State, and then they'll beat the winner of the LSU-Oklahoma game. They just have, they got a dynasty there in Clemson, South Carolina, and that's that they're building right now. I, I like the rise of Coco Golf. You know, like, I love seeing young black women, like, like the idea that, like, there's another Serena possibly. Like, so I love seeing that. I love how Serena – played this year and I feel like we see so many goats like kind of limp out of the game and that is what she's doing but she's still bringing excitement like she's still teaching them how to compete at a high level so she's one of the highlights for me uh this year um shout out to Simone Biles though yeah uh four foot 11 we got the heart of a giant she's she she won what five gold medals the at greatest the, uh, winner in gymnastics history yeah, man. Yo, so whether it's sports or anything, I think in general, 2019 has been a great year for our women, like for black women. It has been, and, and they kill it every year, but I feel like this year has just been 
tremendous, like on so many different levels, just turn around and just seeing like that, that black excellence, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I hate saying black girl magic. I feel corny saying that, but, uh, but it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, that's a lot of good stuff in 2019. Didn't we also what Miss Universe, Miss America, Miss World, like all of the misses, all of those, uh, Miss Teen USA. It's five misses right now. It's five of the titles all being held by black women, uh, different ethnic, you know, different countries, but all women, dark skinned women. So black would be proud. Yes, would be. <laughs> they did. <or> something. <laughs> but you, you Shout know, out to Chuck D. yeah. So I, I, yeah, man, it's been a good year, man. It's been a really good year. Let me ask y'all something. What's the best movie y'all saw this year? This year, best mm. movie. I'm so short. Uh, my... I'm gonna go with Dolomite. Yeah. Dolomite is my name. Yeah, that was dope. That was dope. I can't think past what's in front of me, so I'm still like on that when, queen of slam. When they see us, if we want to, you know, if we talking, you know, from Impact, it's that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're right. When they see us was. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I thought uh, Avengers, even though I've seen it three times, it was somewhat disappointing. I thought it would, you know, outside of the... The, the final scene with all the fighting and everything, the movie, like the hype of it didn't live up to what I, the expectations of it. It was, the fight scene was good, but the overall movie, I was disappointed in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't really <clears throat> take what you say about Avengers to heart because <laughs> you're not really a comic book guy, but, you know, whatever, man. You know. <laughs> so... Last yeah, one. whatever, man. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> last one, man. Last question, and we can move on and talk a little bit of Thunder Talk before we get out of here for the day. Uh, what about television, man? What's some of your favorite highlights from the television world? Like, you know, like the finale of of Game of Thrones, or uh, was it, you know, Power? Like, what what was what's been some of your favorite 2019? Oh, power is a low. It's a low light. It's a low. It's not a highlight. It's a low light. Power is is, is going out. Uh, with herpes. It's that bad. Whoa. Wow. Are you going nice. to edit that, Drew? No. <laughs> Comedy go. Anytime you can implement an STD joke and it doesn't hurt anybody's feelings, I'm all for it. I'm here for that. I can't stand power, but I got to write it out because I, I started watching it from the very beginning. But it is terrible. The, the, the acting is terrible. It's just terrible, man. Yeah. Jay. I, I, I would say from a TV standpoint, uh, black excellence. Uh, and what I mean by that is that, you know, two of the shows that was that was moving our culture, uh, Atlanta and Insecure, we didn't even see that this year, but we seen the rise of a snowfall and black sketch, uh, black girl sketch uh, show in the, Sher- the Sherman show yep. along with Southside. And the neighbors, uh, yeah. David makes man Greenleaf. All of these shows that have predominantly black cast, they have made their move to where now I'm like I am happy with TV. If you ask me this question five or seven years ago, there was not uh, not enough TV to where it had people that we looked like on TV. But now, everywhere you look, it's every season of the year, like every chunk you finding where it's black excellence on TV, yeah. whether it's smut TV or great written TV, it's, it's just a great thing to that TV is being represented by African-Americans. Oh, and also the shy. I forgot about the shot. Just great shows that are on TV right now that are with black representation on it. Smut TV. <laughs> that's, that's something. That, <laughs> I, yeah. That's next time me and my wife sitting there watching paternity court. I'll be like, you know, that J rock calls this smut TV. <laughs> it's smut. You feel smutty. <laughs> I feel smutty. All right, so let's go ahead and move on. Talk a little bit of NBA. J Rock is gonna stop moving his microphone, and we are going to get into real quick. <laughs> he's not. I know he's not. I have no hopes. And uh, while he's getting situated, uh, we're gonna talk about. Well, we ain't even gonna talk about it. I just want to point out. Matter of fact, no. I'm gonna save this for brother. You wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna save this dude for brother you wrong. Now we got two brother you wrongs. 
All right, let's talk about the Thunder, man. Let's talk about how the Thunder are uh, are really exciting. Like it's it was a low like like in Raw Dogs were the low light of this year was July. Like as usual, the Thunder cannot get their life together when free agency comes around. It's a nightmare. As a Thunder fan, I'm just so happy that this year, I don't care who signs or don't signs. You know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. Matter of fact, I hope when the next free agency comes around in 2020, that we are just sleep. Like, I, I don't want, I hope Sam Presti is like in Iceland somewhere, right? I want no parts of it. Let's not try to sign anyone, not to mention it's a weak class of free agents. But I, this year, losing Russ and losing Chris Paul, I mean, uh, and Paul George, and they wasn't even free agents. That was devastating. And I always have to point this out. I live in Portland, Oregon. I am based out of Portland. And with me being here, I have to deal with Portland fans telling me when they see the the Thunder sticker on my car, when they see the Thunder, you know, like tag, you know, like a license cover thing, they always want to harass me and say, you know, too bad what Dame had to do to your team. Shut up. (laughs) And, you know, and that's when I, I give them the uncomfortable, like, reminder that, like, I'm black, you know, so like I'm crazy, yeah. I'm black and crazy. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of like for me, man, I, I hate having that conversation. I absolutely hate having it. But that was the low light, right? The highlight has been of this season is that we have a young core that is willing to learn and they're hooping and we've got a vet. And I never thought I would say this. We've got a vet in Chris Paul. Yes. <laughs> That is hooping on a level that I can be proud of that he's a Thunder player right now. Like, I still don't – I can't even say I don't like him. I actually just – I've gained more respect being able to watch him. The, the most impressive thing that I see Chris Paul do for the Thunder is when he doesn't play. Like, there's no more superstar mentality in him. He's out there coaching them them guys, and he's, he's, he's what – He's, I feel like, in the spot he needs to be in. Like, he doesn't need to be – I wish he could have gotten a ring or I wish he could get a ring, but I, I like him better as a player, as a person in these kind of non-competitive spots but where he still shows people, yo, I'm still alive. Like, this, that comeback win the other day, that's – yeah. That was, that was one of those Chris Paul showing people he still got it. Vintage CP3. So what y'all think, man? What y'all think? I mean, my thing, my thing is, is it's just you know it goes back to what what we've been, what we've always had. I mean, like you said, we were devastated this summer with the loss of Russ and Paul George. We didn't even think that you know this team. I mean, it's still early. We didn't expect the product to be like this. I mean, we thought Chris Paul would be traded to Miami. We don't know if that's going to happen. But I feel like the, the the turnaround was with him because when he finally embraced the team, that's when they started to come together and get those wins. You know, like his IQ is the reason why the Thunder are right now on the brink of making uh, being in the top eight of the West, this IQ. Like I said last week, you know, we love Russ for what he did. Like Drew said, he's just a train wreck that we love to see every game. But think if Russ just had Chris Paul's IQ with his already, his body of work, he would be the most dominating point guard in the NBA. And I think we've always said that that if Russ would just slow down and think instead of doing what he's doing, just think the numbers that he would average as a point guard. But Chris Paul, he's just making everybody happy around him. You know, that the core of team that they got was Schroeder, Adams, Gallinari, SGA is growing. You know, he's going through his growing pains right now. It's his second year in the league, but you know what I'm saying? I, I, I like the kid. I like the kid. He's uh, He was a steal from the Clippers, and, you know, everybody can say what they want about Pressy, but Pressy is good at finding talent. You know, and just for him to make that move to get SGA, and then even when he was trying to get Tyler Hero, Hero from Miami, that lets you know that he, he's, uh, he has a gift of scouting out those players and looking for them. But it's just it's just been fun watching 
to the Thunder this year. I mean, Steven Adams, he said he almost crapped his pants when he made that free throw the other night against the Bulls. So it's, it's just fun. I look forward to just continue to watch this team through the season and grow and mature and possibly make the playoffs. Yeah. What would you say, Raul Dow? Well, it, it's fun to, to watch, especially when the expectations that they're going to lose. You know, <laughs> when you're like, oh, they're going to lose this game. Oh, but check it out. They won. So, what, like you said earlier, when you have low expectations, the wins mean a little bit more. So they're a fun team to watch, you know, and I think they're going to do a lot better this year than we expected. You know, uh, as long as we still have Chris Paul now, once if they trade Chris Paul, that could that we could go down in flames quickly. Yeah, it would be ugly. It would definitely be ugly without that leadership. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it just would be ugly. I think the other thing is uh, people have been talking about uh, still talking about the possibility of some package deals some three-way package deals that I, I was listening to a sports radio uh, here and they were talking about how uh, there's the potential that there could be a three-way trade package that could get Steven Adams potentially into Portland because Portland doesn't have a center right now. Uh, they, they're they starting power forward and centers out and the league gave them a, an injury exception to sign some veterans and to do some other things. So, there's people are talking about how they could move some pieces around in contracts and even Adam's name is still being thrown around in these scenarios. And I would hate as a Thunder fan to lose Steven Adams, man. But, you know, that's business, though. That is business. I, I hope if we ever lose a Steven Adams, it's to a team that is a contender. Like, I would love to see him go on. I wouldn't be mad if he went on and won something. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he went – to Milwaukee or somewhere like that, I would I would be happy for him. Uh, I, I think I'll be less happy if he went and won something with the Clippers. I don't want the Clippers to win. Nope. At all. I think uh, it's Patrick Beverly's presence. And uh, that's it. That's it. Like, did you see where Shannon Sharp said that uh, they sell Kawhi Leonard shoes at CVS? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just want to throw that in there. It had nothing to do with nothing else. All right, man. That's uh that's our brief little NBA Thunder talk, man. Time for our last segment. Time for us to get up out of here. It's called Brother You Wrong. Uh this first Brother You Wrong is a quick one because I don't really know much about this. I've been doing my best to keep my mind right and staying out of politics. But I saw um this politician, this Republican today, say uh Jesus had more due process from Pontius Pilate than Trump has been given during this impeachment hearing. That's wow. not that's not what the brother you wrong is. Believe it or not, even though it should be. It's his name. His name is is Barry Loudermilk. <laughs> that's the brother you wrong. <laughs> Loudermilk. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna leave that there. Um the other brother you wrong is uh this one, we gotta get into this one just a little bit. Brother, you wrong to the dude who is now suing Russ and the Utah Jazz for being banned, and he says he wants a formal apology, and I believe it's one uh, 1.2 million or something like that. Somebody might have to look at it. No, no, he wants he want 68 mil. It was, is it, 32 is he for 60? him, 32 for his girl. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, he is the 60. Okay, I'm thinking of that, another article I read. So, yes, brother, you wrong. One, you know you said what you said. People got... Then you know what you've tweeted in the past. You live in Utah. Do you think you can prove that you're not racist? (laughs) Can you, you think you can prove that you didn't say that from, from where you sitting in in Utah? This don't, I mean, I don't know, man. Like we see you harassing this man. Russ was wrong to some extent. It was hilarious to some extent, but Russ was still wrong. He shouldn't have threatened a man's wife, but, Brother, you wrong. You know good and well you shouldn't have said that. Y'all remember when that happened? Yes, yep. we do. Yes, I, yep. And I mean, what, were, wasn't they team up at that point when he was talking to Russ crazy like that? I think so. So here's what amazes me. If you got enough money to sit that close to the fans, I mean to the players, right? One, you got enough money to sit that close. Behave yourself. Like Act like you're there. That's one. The other Stay part, in your lane. Exactly. Like, I I can't afford to sit that low. If I get down that far, you best believe I'm behaving. But 
on top of that, look at the size of Russ. Like, Russ ain't like us. Like, even though he's one of the smaller guys on the court, in real life, he's he's bigger than you, Jay. Like, how tall are you, Jay? I'm 6'4", and I think, yeah, I'm, no, I'm 6'3", and Russ is 6'4". Yeah, so come on, man. And 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 he's, like, all muscle. So come on. Like, what you doing? You going you gonna to fight Russ? I don't know, man. But, you don't want that smoke. Yeah, that's you don't want that smoke. <laughs> when you put it on paper and you say, "Hey, I just start talking stuff to this dude from from you know from L.A. who's six foot four, all muscle." Yeah, you know, it just don't make sense, does it? <laughs> like, Not at all. It don't, brother. You wrong. You need you need to reevaluate your life. And thirty two million in damages for your old lady. Mm, now, yeah, I, I hope the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I hope that's the, not cool at all. Yeah, it says on the back of your ticket you're supposed to behave. You didn't behave, and you wrong. You ain't got no right to sue. All right, that's that's my brother. You wrongs. That's all I got for this one. Uh, for that segment, I, man. I got breaking news, Drew. What you got? Uh, President Donald Trump was impeached by the United States House of Representatives, becoming only the third American chief executive to be formally charged under the Constitution. Ultimate for high crimes and misdemeanors. He'll be reelected. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. I don't know if y'all saw the Saturday Night Live opening skit last week. But yeah, I saw it. That's pretty much that it. That was hilarious. Black people, we, we worried about Bad Boys 3, will it be good? <laughs> that's it. Yep. We know good and well how this is going to pan out. Like, it ain't, eh, it is what it is. I'll put it to you like this. I ain't trying to hustle real hard. Uh, and push the narrative of getting Mike Pence to be our president anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's almost the whole how he won the lesser of two evils argument. So, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, we saw that happening. Yeah, I got a brother you wrong. If I see another brother on Facebook taking a picture of himself right after he makes it, right after he does a workout, <laughs> I'm getting off, I'm getting on Facebook. I'm just I'm just done with Facebook. Yeah. yeah. You worked out for ten minutes. You want to take pictures, bro? Yeah. Come on, man. And brother, you wrong. Yeah. And you kind of stupid. Yeah. I'm gonna actually add on to that just because I'm in a hater mood. Sister, you wrong. Um, for doing the exact same thing. For the women who you married, and yeah, you've been overweight for a minute and you trying to lose weight, and everybody proud of you, but you really going to just set that camera there at that angle where we can see you do booty workouts? Oh, come on, man. This is Facebook. Go now on. Take them filters off. Yeah. Yes. Nobody. how you really look. Yeah, nobody's doing a workout with a cat with a cat nose and a, and whiskers. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Sister, you wrong. And <laughs> on top of that, we don't want to hear you. And this is just old man. This is old men yelling at cloud. And we don't want to hear your music either. Your workout music is trash. Nobody care what your workout music is for the day. Yeah. And y'all to get sued for infringement. <laughs> exactly. 68 million. Yeah. Yeah. And 32 go to my girl because she had to uh, hear the story when I, you know, when I was going through and yeah, it disturbed us while we was watching Greenleaf. Dang right, man. <laughs> Dang right. All right. Well, that's the show, fellas. We out. Make sure you uh, check us out. Um, when you you know when you see us like when, when we, <laughs> on, on all the DSPs, we're on uh, Spotify, Facebook, <laughs> Apple Good Music, day, Google bro. Play, Anchor. We're on all of those. Also check out uh, our Facebook page, Twitter, Woo. Twitter accounts, and our Instagram account, the Barbershop Nine One Eight. Yeah. The best sports podcast in the world. If you're not listening, then you need to get your mind right and listen to us. Word. Well, you, you totally screwed that one up. Thanks, thanks, uh, J Rock. Appreciate it. I I put my mix on it with a remix of Sprite. So yeah. All right. Hey, uh, that was that was that was real clever. I'm thinking about getting a lace front. Think about getting one of them. One of man wigs. I'm just at this. You know point. what? I'm gonna get a lace front, but I'm gonna put it in the back so I can have a shag. Right. Yeah, I'm just at this please, point. Please stop. Please I'm at this stop. point in my please, life where I don't care, stop. man. I don't care. Like, who going to judge me? And I'm then just... I'm going to let my hair grow out so the hole that I have while the hair is missing, it's obvious and keep the tag. Well, 
so I'm thinking, you know, like I got this going. I'm like, I'm thinking about shaving this hair because I got this little island, right? I'm thinking shaving the island and just going straight Uncle Phil. Because right now I got the yeah. Carl, I got the Carl Winslow little island. And I'm like, oh, yeah. God. I'm, yeah. like nah, I'm, I'm going straight Uncle Phil. The Carl Winslow Island. And if you come Reginald at, <laughs> if you come at me about my hair, I'm like, oh bull. You know, and just do just do everything in Uncle Phil voice. Is it just me or was was Carl um participating looked like he could participate in an alternate lifestyle? He did in real life, didn't he? Wasn't that the rumor? Did he? I thought he did. Yeah, he was the one that that's the rumor on. Yeah. Do, 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 do. yeah his name was Reginald Bill Johnson. Well, you that... can't say that and and, and and be straight. Yeah. Well, I'm still recording. But... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I'm just saying. Yeah, now's a good time to be out. Nothing is nothing anything wrong with it. Yeah. That's the Seinfeld. Black people doing Seinfeld right there. 